welcome to episode eight of the Disney with the Ducks podcast, the one where we talk about DVC. Uh, I'm your host for tonight, Lonnie Gaines. I'm joined by Jeff and Carly. Hi. Kevin. Hey. Mean Gene. Woo! I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> and uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. John Crow. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> How's everyone doing tonight? Good. 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 Good deal. Well, guys, tonight we're going to talk about DVC, uh, Disney Vacation Club. Um, we're fortunate enough to have uh, a wealth of information on the panel tonight. So uh, we're going to get started. Jeff, would you like to kind of give us an overview of the Disney Vacation Club? I can. Um, Disney Vacation Club is a timeshare program for Disney, but it's not just like a normal timeshare where you have a set week that you can use your time at and you're just stuck for the same week every year disney uses a point system that allows you to travel to any of the 14 15 on-site disney resorts and then three off-site resorts i think um that you can use at any time of the year as long as you have enough points to cover the room type that you're wanting for the time you want to go so they have rooms from studios to one bedrooms to two bedrooms to bungalows to three bedroom villas so there's all kinds of room styles that you can choose from. And these are all deluxe or deluxe adjacent resorts. So you're not staying at the all-stars here. You're staying at the high-end properties that they have here. Um, a lot of the rooms go from anywhere from like a small kitchenette to a full kitchen, multiple bathrooms, like I said, multiple bedrooms. Um, and like I said, you're also at the main resorts that are kind of key to the parks. So that's kind of the high-level overview and we're going to start diving deeper into this as we go and answering a lot of questions that people have um i know me and carly are members lonnie's a member john's a member you got gene and you got kevin who both have tons of questions for us a lot of our listeners had some questions they've been sending us so we're really excited to get into this and start answering people's questions and clearing up some of the confusion about dvc and what it is and what it has to offer so. Outstanding, Jeff. Thank you, sir. Well, one thing you said is deluxe and deluxe adjacent. So I think it's to get a foundation. Let's kind of talk about the resorts that fill into the DVC program. Uh, who would like to kind of share some of the resorts uh, that fall into this category? So I can go through some of those. So with the DVC, you have resorts, like, like Jeff mentioned, in the deluxe hotels. So um, in the, say, Epcot, Echo Lake area, you've got um, the Beach Club. So Beach Club Villas has... Um, a bunch of rooms that are DVC on the closer end towards Epcot. You've got Boardwalk over there that also has um, a DVC area as well. Over on the monorail loop, you've got Grand Floridian, Polynesian, and um, Bay Lake Tower, which is next door to the Contemporary. So we've got all those resorts as well. Um, you've got Boulder Ridge and Copper Creek, which are both inside of Wilderness Lodge. Um, so a couple of good options over there. Um, over at Animal Kingdom, you've got two different uh, DVC areas. Um, you've got the Jambo House and also Kadani Village. Um, so there's some rooms that are over closer to Animal Kingdom. Um, and then over by uh, Caribbean Beach, right next to that, you've got the newer one, um, Disney's Riviera Resort, uh, which is an awesome new resort that opened, I think, about two years ago. Um, and then over by Disney Springs, we've got Saratoga Springs. Um, and we've also got Old Key West as well. Um, so those are all the ones located on Disney property in Walt Disney World. Uh, but you've also got a few that are off property as well. Um, <clears throat> Hilton Head Island has a DVC resort, Vero Beach, and then Alani out in Hawaii. Um, and all those properties are, are DVC as well. Uh, plus, you've got one over in um, the Grand Californian 
at Disneyland. So a really wide variety of resorts, different areas of both the country and of Disney World Resort. So a lot of good options for uh, for folks who are looking for um, places to stay. Perfect. Thanks, John. So Carly, in, who you think would benefit from a DVC membership? Oh my gosh. Um, so if you would have asked me this maybe five years ago, I would have said DVC is dumb. That's a timeshare. Don't do that. Um, but we actually sat down with a DVC rep. We signed up to go just because they were giving away gift cards and fast passes. And we went and he was like, you know, if you do Disney several times a year, this is for you. <clears throat> and he then said, you know, if you're staying even once or twice a year at a deluxe resort, or if you're spending several vacations a year at Disney at a moderate resort, this is definitely for you because it's going to save you lots of money. And he then proceeded to pull up all of the money we had spent on rooms at Disney since we started going back when my daughter was a year and a half old. And I then proceeded to, you know, choke on keeping my food down because I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so if you spend quite a few days at Disney, and especially if you are a lover of those deluxe resorts, this is something to look at at least. It is. Yeah. Maybe it's not for you, but it's definitely something you need to start considering. Mm -hmm. And, and it's I something that you can easily sit down and do a cost comparison. Yes. So, you know, check out on Disney's website and look at the price that you would pay for the hotels that you want to stay at. And then look at the cost of DVC and kind of go to the points calendar and look and see how many points you'd need or talk with the DVC rep or a resale rep. And they can kind of give you a ballpark of what you would be spending. Mm -hmm. I, I know my biggest hang up was you know, Riley's getting to the point where she's going to be a teenager. She's not going to want to go on vacation to Disney every year. That's silly. She would never want to do that. And I remember the rep looking at me and saying, I mean, you still like to go to Disney and you're an adult. Just imagine in, you know, 15 years, whenever she's an adult and has her own kids, you guys are all going to be able to come down here together. I was like, oh my gosh, I already have grandchildren. I can't miss time with my grandkids. I've, I've got to buy this. But yeah. now we we definitely Disney a lot more because it's it's prepaid. Yeah. Yeah. John, you're about to say something in regards to the, the No, I was gonna say similar to what Carly said, right? If you're if you like the deluxe resorts, this basically gets you the deluxe resort for the price you're paying for a moderate when you look at the initial buy-in cost and then like any timeshare, it's it has an HOA fee that you pay monthly. So or or annually, and you can break it down to monthly payments. So that's something to consider as well, that you're gonna have that payment going forward into the future until the end of your deed. Um, so just calculate that in with your cost. But when you look at it as as a whole, it really gets you those deluxe, um, the deluxe resorts for a much cheaper price. So yeah, if, if that's if you're a bigger family and you need a little bit more space and you want to stay in the deluxe, this is something that really will help you out. So so for me, um, I, I've had a hard time kind of getting my head around exactly the way this works. I've I've never had a timeshare. Um, I, I asked the question, you know, is it worth it? You know, it, where's the break-even point? I had lunch with a friend of mine this last week, friend of mine and Lonnie's, and um, he actually 
his wife's a CPA. They don't do dining at Disney like a dining plan because they've figured out because based on their family and the way they eat, it doesn't make sense for them. Right. I've done it. I, I know it probably doesn't make sense cost wise, but it's just easy. You know, mm -hmm. um, I don't, I, you know, you can, you don't have to think about pulling your wallet out every, anyway. Uh, I asked, is it, is it a value? And he said, absolutely. You know, my wife has a spreadsheet, you know, we wouldn't do it if it wasn't. And so, you know, I realize that's how it works, but um, what I don't understand is, so you, you spend an amount of money whenever you, you buy the, the, the vacation property. And is that the only money you spend besides the HOA or do you have to buy points every year? Um, I, no. I don't know. How, I don't exactly know how it works. And if I don't know how it works and I've been around you guys, then I would imagine there are other people that don't know how it works as well. Yeah. So Gene, you basically buy a deed to this property for mm -hmm. X number of points. So say it's $200 a point, right? You buy a hundred mm -hmm. points, you're, you're putting down $20,000, right? Uh, upfront as the cost to mm -hmm. own that property. <clears throat> Going forward into the future, you have the annual fees. So it's usually an amount per point. So you know, I think poly is around $8 or so a point that you're paying per year. And mm -hmm. that'll adjust over time though, because that's covering the operating costs of the resort. Um, so that's something to keep in mind is there is that continuing cost going into the future. So, yeah, but then you, you have these points. So you have a hundred points, you can use those every year. Um, so you have a hundred points available. So if a room is 20 points a night, there's five nights a year you can spend, um, at okay. Disney. Um, so then what you can also do is you can borrow from the future. So in 2022, I can borrow my 2023 points, bring those into this year and use them. But then that means next year I have less points to use. Mm -hmm. And currently there's restrictions on that too. They put a 50% limit on what you can can do. But then if I don't go this year, I can also push those points up into the, the following year and bank. But those there's an expiration years. on those, right? There is. Yep. Yeah. So once you move those forward one year, you have to use them by the end of that next year. Okay. You can't bank points for like five hundred five years and and then no. blow it all on you know some great big extravagance. Yeah, get one of those poly mm. bungalows for one night. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so what if you need what if you need some extra points? And you're already you already have points. So we've had to do that a few times. Okay. Um, they mm -hmm. will allow you to purchase points. Mm -hmm. um, so you can call up Disney and say, Hey, I need this extra few points just to make this trip work. Yeah. I think it's you know. 25 points a year you can buy as a one-time use. Yeah. They're like yeah. $17 or $18 a point, but it's a one-time use deal. So, okay. so per year. So if you need or, another night or something to stay, you could buy the extra points. Mm -hmm. right. Yes. Um, or like everybody else does, you get add-on-itis and you decide, I don't have enough points. And so what do you do? Well, you buy another contract because that's what you do. Um, add-on-itis is real because once you start getting Disney, you want more and more Disney. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's that Disney wants... math, right? Yeah. Yeah. We need yeah. 25 points to get an extra night. We might as well buy those 25 points because then we can use them every year. Right. Yeah. And it's cheaper. So is there a minimum if you're, so is there, there's a minimum to start out first, right? Like a minimum to get in and then to go get an extra contract do you go to that same minimum again or how does that that's a good segue kevin because there's two types of ways to buy you can buy directly from disney mm -hmm. and then there's minimums that you have for that depending on if you're financing you're paying cash or you can go in the resale market and you can buy um from previous owners who are selling their contracts through a broker basically <laughs> so i know me and carly and john have both bought direct 
Lonnie, you have experience on the resale market. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, and I will say this, Kevin, you know, that's a very good question. And I will say this will probably be the first of, of multiple shows in regards to DVC because there are so many little things that, uh, to Carly's point, as she's sitting down talking to the representative, they bring up more and more things. And to, to Jeff's point, you can buy, like if you're already an owner, you can buy 25 points cash, right? So you want to pay cash for it, you can. Uh, or you can do any amount after that. However, coming in as a new DVC person, you'd have to pay, I think the minimum now is 150 if you don't, if you don't already own, right? So there, there are the minimum, ways. It's the yeah. 150 is for the perks. So yeah, 150 for the perks. But but you can still buy in a lesser. You just don't qualify mm -hmm. for the perks until you hit that minimum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you'll hear stuff about blue card, white card. Uh, you know, right now Gene has no card, but that's okay. We'll <laughs> get him there. He's like, no, you won't. Never gonna happen. <laughs> I'm trying you to know, get him. You know, I put him on the spot, and he's just kind of like, hmm. He's just yeah. staring at you. You said extra points, so if you you want it, you don't want to bank. Are you say, let's say one year you can't use them and you want to sell them? Can you sell those? You can rent them. You can rent. You don't want to sell them. It's not selling because that's relinquishing your contract. But right, you right, can rent right. them as well. So <clears> two ways to do that: you can go through somebody who you just rent the points to and you transfer them to them mm -hmm. or you can rent a booked confirmed reservation. So I could go out and say, I know I have X amount of points that I want to use and I can book a room over Thanksgiving that I think is going to be a good room for somebody. And I can rent that whole trip as one block as well. So there's two different ways to do oh, that. Okay. So I can confirm reservation or by transferring my points to somebody either way. There's tons of brokers out there that do this kind of stuff that kind of takes the legwork out of the middleman. And yeah. kind of give you a little bit of layer of protection to the process. And and that's one of the reasons why we bought into DVC was we knew we had the ability if for some years we had, you know, didn't have as much money to go on vacation, we could go and rent those points out, right? So yeah. there's there's not as much risk with it as a lot of other timeshares because mm -hmm. of that and because of the fact that Jeff mentioned, you know, there's a lot of resellers out there. Um, you can sell your points for a pretty good amount compared to what you bought it for. Um, I haven't looked at the resale rates lately, but I mean, I think Polly's going for somewhere around 170 a point. And mm -hmm. I mean, when we bought in, it was 190 or 185, something like that, a point. So that's not mm -hmm. that much of a difference, especially for how much we've used it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Hey, what I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Gene. I don't know if, if this is the right place to ask this, but but so you talked about, you know, at Polly, Jeff. Um, so you have a certain number of points or... Um, are points per night different at different levels at different? I would think so. Right. Mm -hmm. But do you have to, are, is there a reason that you need to stay at wherever you bought from? Um, how does that work? Yeah. That was mine too with the home resort thing. What does that, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I can tell you the advice I can give to that is buy where you want to stay. You know, so a lot of people say, well, I can buy here and you know, I, I'll buy at Vero beach because you know, on the resale markets is a lot cheaper. Uh, but how it works with DVC is, of course, at the 11 month window, you can book at your home resort. Hmm. OK, uh, hmm. at the seven month window, then it opens up. So anyone who's a DVC member can book at additional resorts. Usually by then at the seven months, they're kind of they kind of filled. Right. So you want to buy where you want to stay. Hmm. A prime example, hmm. Marathon Weekend 2023. I was able to get a, a room already or at, at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is my home resort. 
right now at the seven month window for that it's going to be probably hard to stay somewhere else i can't wait list and i've had wait lists come through mm -hmm. in fact for the spring surprise weekend i had booked my room at animal kingdom but i signed up for a wait list at boardwalk and guess what it came through so i'm staying at mm -hmm. boardwalk for uh the spring surprise weekend nice. uh, but that's not the the norm right so you have to really be vigilant in that so buy where you want to stay yes mm -hmm. and along those lines right now especially they've started opening up more and more rooms at all of the resorts so you can actually go and tour each okay. of the different rooms at all of the resorts so you get a feel for what you like um i know whenever we initially bought in i was like oh i love wilderness lodge it's so great mm -hmm. and the rooms are fantastic at copper creek at copper creek but yeah. we've stayed there once because now that I've I bought DVC and we started staying at more deluxe resorts, I I have fallen in love with Boardwalk, and that's where I want to stay because of the convenience. So you really do need to spend some time going to all of the resorts, getting a feel for what you like about each one and what you dislike, and just you know feel the vibe. So non-resale, can you are all of the resorts? I guess for sale or, or do they only sell certain ones or, I mean, are they all open? I mean, can you get one at, um, at Copper Creek? If, I mean, is it always available or do they have a certain number that they sell? So they have a certain number they sell because they're limited based mm -hmm. on timeshare laws and that type of thing. So there's okay. only a certain number of contracts or points they can sell per resort. But if you want to buy direct through Disney, even some of the sold out resorts. So, things that aren't the new ones, right? Riviera and Alani, right. I think are for sale right now. Uh, but if you really want boardwalk and you want to buy it direct, you can put in um, a request with your guide to find you that property. Because when one of the things that protects the pricing for resale is Disney has right of last refusal on any prices for contracts that are getting sold. So that way they make sure that the resale market stays up and healthy so people you know, don't have that risk and they'll buy in more. Um, because if you're trying to sell Polynesian for $20 a point to your buddy, Disney's gonna say, all right, I'm gonna buy it for that price because they have that right. And that mm -hmm. keeps the resale market up, right? Because people aren't cutting costs on, on that to just sell it quickly. Gotcha. Um, so that, sorry, that was a long-winded answer to your question, but yeah. So if we find yeah, a resort that we really like, I mean, we could tell them, you know, we wanna wait until one comes open at this resort because we like mm -hmm. this resort. Yeah. yeah. Or you can go the resale market route, mm -hmm. which we've okay. mentioned a few times. Um, it is, though, if you're looking to buy direct from Disney, it is dangerous how quick and easy that is. Yes. <laughs> when we've added on before, I called my guide in the morning at 9 a.m. And by noon, I had a vacation booked with those new points that I just bought. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, it is it is like leaps and bounds easier than even buying a new car. I, Disney mm -hmm. doesn't even pull your credit report. Like <laughs> they, they do. They, they pull your credit report, but they don't put a hit on your credit report. Maybe I so should like, get one. No, it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't exactly. like make you think, oh my gosh, what if I'm going to get rejected? Like mm -hmm. Disney knows before they're even having a conversation with you, if they're going to, you know, help you finance yeah. this. And yeah. it's like, here, sign a piece of paper. Okay, here you go. It's in your account. Have fun. Yeah. And then you're like, what wow, happened? that was that was the <laughs> most expensive easy. backpack I have ever purchased, and yeah. I I don't yeah. even know how I did it. 
And I think this yep. is a good time to talk about the difference between buying direct through Disney and buying. Yeah. Disney. What is that? What is, yeah. what is that? Mean? So we kind of just went through the direct portion where you meet with somebody, you sign three papers, 45 minutes later, points are in your account, basically, and you can book a vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, the resale process is a little bit more in depth, takes a little longer. How, how did yours work, Lonnie? Well, mine was actually a lot longer than usual. My situation was completely different. I actually purchased uh, during COVID. Right. So Disney was actually closed. I, I was researching for about a year. Gene and I actually went during Dopey, one of the Dopeys we mm-hmm. went to um, and set with a guide. And I'm one of those people I need to like go out and research. So I researched for a year after that. And then during COVID, uh, Disney's Vacation Club kind of closed down. Right. Uh, but then there are a lot of contracts online. So I found a contract that I wanted. Uh, it was a crazy amount. Right. So I was like, oh, I can't pass this up. So I negotiated. I actually, you know, called the guy and we did it by email. Um, I made an offer. The person came back. I made another offer. They accepted it. But then I had to wait for Disney to actually, you know, go through the, the right of first refusal process. Right. So that usually takes right now. They're averaging about 30 days. Mm-hmm. Back then it was like 45 days. Yeah. Right? Also, but, though, you you had to wait to close because the people that you were buying from wanted to use points. Exactly. Right? So yeah. so what made my situation extra angst, right, is that Disney. So I, we agreed on a price. I was like, oh, perfect. This is what I need. Um, but then we had to wait those 45 days and then Disney passed right of first refusal and then they reopened. Right. And right after they opened, the price per point went up like like twenty five dollars from even on resale. Right. So I was worried because the person already had a vacation plan that I couldn't mm-hmm. close until for another six months. And I kept calling my guide saying, hey, what if Disney changes their minds? Because right now I can actually sell this contract and make way more than I paid for it. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, they're not going to do that. Just calm down and relax. Um, but. Finally, you know, because you can't close on a, on a contract resale if the person has a vacation planned. So and we could talk about that later in regards to a fully loaded contract or a strip contract. I purchased a strip contract that one of the things that made it the price so much better for me uh, was that it was stripped. The person used those points and then right after they used it, we basically closed. Right. So I was able to get them and then book my first vacation because they, they literally my use year is February. They had their their vacation back in January. So boom, I got new points and I used them. That's a long winded explanation of what happens. But uh, hmm. to just point, you have to wait. And right now, Disney is buying back a lot of contracts. So it depends on where you want to what you know, if you I, I'm seeing online some people because there's whole groups that just talk <clears> about <throat> how many contracts are being bought back by Disney right now. To, really? to John's point, it keeps that price up. But you know, so you can get probably points at any resort you want, even the sold out ones, because Disney is kind of padding their inventory right now and they're mm-hmm. buying back at every resort. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, a lot of angst, a lot of nervousness, you know, as you're waiting to see if you're going to pass that right of first refusal. But um, you can the benefit of it. You don't get the blue card, but you get additional savings, a lot of savings money wise. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and that's, that's that's a good point, Lonnie. Is with the blue card versus white card discussion, the perks that you get from buying direct from Disney mm-hmm. have kind of been coming down year over year. 
um, since we bought in in 2018. Mm -hmm. So they used to give a great price on annual passes of $600 a year. Now that's up to $900 a year. So, you know, those kind of things where it used to be a five or $600 savings per person in your family, that's kind of gone now, right? You've mm -hmm. all those prices are close but... Yeah. So it's still, you know, if you have a family of seven, like I do, it's a big savings and it makes sense to go direct to make sure we get that blue card level. But if you're a couple or, you know, you have three people that are traveling, you may not need that all the time. Right. Because it's right. just, it's not a benefit that's going to pay for itself over time with the reduction. Yeah. So, when so you, go ahead. I'm sorry. While we're talking about the blue card benefits. So buying direct, if you hit that 150 points plus right now, here's what exactly Disney is listing as a blue card benefit on their website. You get bookings at Disney collection resorts. Bookings are accepted at Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, the Concierge Collection. So um, all of those things can be, you can use your points to convert them to convert them to you know disney cruises and such it's not recommended because the point conversion is mm -hmm. awful for the money really? but you can't do that with a white card um the other thing there are member cruises so dvc cruises if you want to go on those with other dvc members exclusive member events right now everybody's talking about the moonlight magic, moonlight magic that's going on um and they're you know complaining a bit the dining discounts, there are shopping discounts, all Disney vacation club resorts, the world collection, and then the top of the world lounge. So mm -hmm. those are the the perks that are officially mentioned. Any thoughts on those? Any that you're like, oh, I definitely use that and it's worth it? It's good to point out well, that the if you buy direct, you can stay at the Riviera. Uh -huh. If you're buying resale going forward, the Riviera is off limits to you. You cannot stay at the Riviera unless you bought directly from Disney after a certain date. So anything going forward yeah. has that kind of blocked off. Yeah. Um, another benefit that you didn't mention is currently um, the DVC has a lounge in the Epcot. So not only the Top of the World Lounge, which is currently closed um, at Bay Lake Tower, but they do have a lounge at Epcot above Figment that you can go in and do as well. Yeah. I was going to say, as far as blue card perks, other than dining discounts and um, shopping discounts, which you get about the same discount percentage as annual pass holders, um, we we used to get some discounts with annual passes. I, I think that's kind of gone down quite a bit. But the lounges are the only perks that we really use. Yeah. Um, I do love that lounge in journey into imagination but would that be enough now to sway me to buy blue again maybe not i mean that's one thing you yeah. always gotta remember when you buy you you're not buying for perks the only thing that disney guarantees is you have x amount of points for x amount of years that you can use at any of these resorts and that you're buying a room so anything above and beyond that can be taken away at any time they could be adding stuff at any time but none of that's guaranteed to go through with this. So yeah, and and my thoughts on it. I mean, I'm a annual pass holder, so I get the annual pass discount, and I still get the DVC discount on merchandise through the Shop Disney. It's it's crazy because you can you say, oh, you have a blue card, you have a white card. I went back and forth trying to decide which one to get, and when I looked at the benefits, it just didn't outweigh the the savings I would get by going resale especially since i you know i say i have an annual pass 
and I still get, you know, we recently went out, you know, all of us went to, to breakfast uh, during marathon weekend. And I told her the, the guy at the restaurant, yeah, I'm a, you know, DVC. He's like, oh, okay. He just took the, <laughs> he took it, the, the discount off. Right? I didn't have to show a card. Now they may ask you to show. And if he said, well, you got to show a card. He said, oh, well, we only do blue. Okay. Well, here's my annual pass. Use that discount. Mm -hmm. It's it's right. basically, yeah. you know, so you're going to get those discounts regardless. Um, the Riviera is a fantastic resort. You know, however, when I think about it, look, I'm, I'm where I wanted to be animal kingdom. Um, uh, you know, I could, you know, it has a savannah, right. It has great food options, right. Right Absolutely. downstairs. And double this monkey's is coming. Gene. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> you got, you got to look at all, you got to look at all the places. You know? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. So, I mean, you know, now if they bring the tumble monkeys to the animal tumble monkeys, lodge. not at the lodge, but animal kingdom, you know, is the closest part to, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I guess, you know, in a roundabout way, Gene is right. Very roundabout. So look. From, uh, from know, a he, certain point of view. From a, yeah, from a Gene point of view, he's right there. So Kevin, I would say if you're thinking about it, just, you know, and to Jeff's point, benefits come and go, right? I've seen and people complain online and um, and I, I tend to lean more to the positive. Um, but there are, you know, sites that kind of go back and forth. Are the benefits worth it? Are the benefits worth it? And for me, mm -hmm. uh, I had a spreadsheet as well. I looked at things. I was like, is it worth it for this? Is it worth it for that? And it, it just just didn't work out for me. I just think that buying resale was the best option for me. Now, with that being said, Disney is in the process of building a, another DVC in California. And I'm going to probably buy, I'm leaning strongly and waiting to see, but I'm probably going to buy direct there to add on some points because you know that's one of those places, You know, I don't need a bunch. I can bank, borrow, and a get a nice little, you know, because you, you know, look for you go to California, you can do that park in three days, right? Uh, so I'll probably buy some points there direct, uh, just so I can have that ability to kind of stay there. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think for me, the biggest benefit that really pushed us towards direct when we bought was the annual pass discount because we have so many people in our family that a discount of you know three hundred dollars a person even which is i think what it is now right times seven that's twenty one hundred dollars a year even if they only keep that benefit for two or three years that's the difference between resale and um direct you know mm -hmm. even before we consider dining discounts or anything else so i think that plays into it too size of family and and how those discounts are going to mm -hmm. play out but you got to look at them like the guys have said it's gonna go away at some point, right? Mm -hmm. So you gotta look at are those gonna make your money back in the next few years or not? Um, because there are a lot of great brokers out there that can find you good contracts that you're looking for. So mm -hmm. hey, so um with yeah. you mentioned blue card and white card. So Carly, you went through the, the blue card discounts. What tell me about white card? Is is it you get a room. You get you, you, you get a room, you get a point, you get the point. So you get the same points. And look, I can stay at every resort with the exception of Riviera. Right now, right. Oh, so, so white card is white card. I thought there were two different levels with direct buys. No. Yeah. So that's white card is is resale on the resale market, Correct. right? Great. Right. Is it black market, gray market? What are we talking about? <laughs> I think it's black matter. Uh black you matter. know, our gray matter. Gray matter. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so, so, so that's so that's it. I mean, now okay. literally, if I want to stay at Riviera that much, I can there are ways around the system, right? I can rent my points take that money and get a room at Riviera, mm -hmm. right? That, that easy. Right. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, there's ways around it. 
and the broker can help you with that as well. Mm -hmm. So how does that, the, the discount on the annual pass, how does that compare to a Florida resident pass? It's the same. It's we the have same. the ability to buy the so old board pass or it's called the sorcerer pass. Now I think is you have the okay. platinum passes and then you have the next one down, which is the Florida resident pass which is the Sorcerer Pass. We have the ability to buy that at the same price as what the Florida resident has. Now so there's we are kind of considered Florida residents now. <laughs> they have two levels below that, like the Weekender Pass and something else. I don't know the, the two bottom level annual passes. We don't have access yeah. to those ones, but we can buy the Sorcerer Pass at the same price as a Florida resident. So. And, and now, Kevin, I mean, you can't even buy annual passes, right? I mean, yeah, you got it, right, you got right. it, but right now they're not available for new people. So right. you, know, you have to just weigh your options. Like you can buy a BBC right. now and you don't have that that opportunity like John has, right? And once you let it go, then it's you're gone. at the, the mercy of, of Disney when they're gonna let you start buying them again. Right. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so as long as you renew, you're okay for now. Mm -hmm. Um I, I I don't mean to dominate this with question. I mean just no, so you, now, but um <clears throat> so if you're thinking of I know there are different point amount options. Um the at the different levels of resort resorts, like what, what are some ranges? Like if somebody is thinking about this, what, yeah. what I mean, is this going to be $25 and you're out the door or is it going to be 25,000 or $25 million out the door? I mean, what are, yeah. what, what is somebody, I mean, I'm making jokes, but what, what is somebody really looking at? And is it, you know, it, I mean, y'all thrown around $20,000 or whatever. Um, is that something you mortgage and you pay monthly over 20 years or you, you write a check for 20 that or you put $20,000 on a credit card. How does it typically work for people? You can do it and either way. What the, mm -hmm. And, and also I'll add on to that too. What, what is the, I guess the minimum that you get in and, or just maybe yeah. just a, an average one. And how many nights would that be in a typical resort? Yeah. Okay. Good question. I'll say when we first bought in, we bought 120 points <laughs> at Polynesian and that was enough for, I think, five nights a year when mm -hmm. the time of year we wanted to go. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing to consider is when you look at the DVC website, look at the point, they have what's called point charts that show you by season, how many points each room type at each mm -hmm. resort is. So mm -hmm. I would do some research there and see what time of year you want to go, how many nights you want to go for, and you can get a rough idea of how many points you need. Um, but say, you know, like a 120 points, you're paying probably around $200 a point. Direct. Um, yeah, direct. So, you know, you got to figure that out too, right? You might not be able, you might need 200 points and you can't afford that right now. Mm -hmm. You can buy one contract now for say half of that at a hundred wow. and buy another 25 points or 50 points next year and another 50 the next year as you, you know, um, come across the funding for it. But mm -hmm. your question, Gene, about, um, how you can pay for it, you can either pay them outright or they'll finance you for, mm -hmm. I think, uh, nine or 10% for 10 years. So it's, it's a heavy interest loan. Um, mm. but there are companies you can get loans through too. Yeah. Um, there's financial companies that do timeshare loans or a credit union line of credit type of thing. Um, but yeah, so there's, you can buy it all kind of different ways. And those options are available resale or direct as well. So yeah. the resale companies who specialize in doing timeshare loans as well, they'll work with your brokers and everything that handles that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. So there, there's all kinds of options with that, or you can write a check for it. Or so if you have, if you need hundred points, it's 150 points. Your $15,000 is what your cost is for that 150 points. John said the, the, the best thing to do, and that's just to go look at the point charts uh, to see how many times you're going to go the time of year, because there are different seasons to go. And each season has a different point chart 
associated with it. So you want to make sure that you kind of look and see. I know I need enough points to do, you know, a family vacation for, uh, you know, a, a week in a two bedroom. And I wanted to have at least one or two race weekends. That's how I looked at it. So I, when I look for my, my contract, I went through and looked for, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do at least dopey uh, or um, in November for a wine and dine weekend. So I looked at the points for those. And then as a family, we usually go in May, June sometime. What's the week there? Right. And then uh, so you do that, calculate the points uh, and then look for your contract. You, you know what? The only thing better than having a DVC for a race weekend is it's having a, with a, DVC a running for partner race with a DVC with a for race weekend. <laughs> I'm just saying. I haven't experienced it yet, but I'm yeah, I'm holding on to hope. I, I told Gene he's more than welcome. I have a room in, in you know, if you want to look at animals, look, hey, I got a room for, for Dopey 2023. You sign up, you got a free room. There you go. There you go. The the points change just like hotel costs change day to day. Mm. Um, but if to give you kind of a an roundabout idea, we just pulled up a DVC calculator, Animal Kingdom Villa, a deluxe studio. So your typical hotel room, Savannah View, though, mm -hmm. um, for four nights in November. It would be a Wednesday through a Sunday. It just happens to be wine and dine weekend, if anybody's guessing. Yeah. Yes. Um, the the Wednesday night would cost 18 points. Also 18 points on Thursday. Friday and Saturday go up to 20 points, just like hotel prices typically go up mm -hmm. on the weekend. So that entire stay for four nights would be 76 points. Yeah. Now, in contrast, Carly, can you give us what it is with a non-Savannah view? I can. Mm -hmm. um, standard view would be 58 points. So you see, that's a big swing. The big swing yeah. points. Yeah, big change. And the one yeah. thing to think about, too, with this, when we started going to Disney back in 2008 and staying at the All-Star movies, you could get a room for 80 bucks a night, $89, $90 a night. That fairly typically was specials. What's a room at All-Star movies now? 180 190 These points will guarantee you rooms that never change in value. They might shift some of the seasons around depending on availability, but they're still, if they take it away from one and they add it to the other for the course of the year, it's still the same amount of points are allocated. So if one oh, weekend okay. the points go up a little bit, they it have to, to lower it somewhere, somewhere else. else. So but they, they don't go from like the price of the points for the room for the time. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. there's limits on um, how much they can raise it on any one room category as well. So if you okay. really love Lakeview Studios, you know they can change it a little bit, but they can't increase it, you know, a hundred percent. That's good to know. Yeah. I was wondering how the price of gas, you know, it's affecting everything well, else. Yeah. How it's yeah. going to affect right. DVC points? Yeah, right. and to John's point, if they add to this, they have to take away from another, right? You can't just continually right. add. It, it has a set amount of points, really, and they have to say so. Yeah, if they want to go up to twenty-five, say from twenty to twenty-five points somewhere, somewhere yeah. else in another season, they're going to have to go from twenty-five down to twenty. They're going to have so it's a set amount of points. That's they can't keep playing with it. And uh, moving important. it around. That is so you're, you're not going to lose value to your points. You're always going to be able to get a room with inside that same range somewhere. Now, your time of year might change a little bit depending on how they adjust it. So you might be, not be guaranteed Christmas week every year for the same amount of points. Right. But you're not going to lose value of your points over time. And it's not going to keep going up and up and up like the resort rooms are going to cost you over time, too. So you're, you're locking in the value of your room for the next... 30 to 50 years, depending on where you're staying at. Yeah, that's good to know. I really, I was wondering yeah. how historically, how, how 
if you looked back over however long DVC has been around, how the point values for a room have changed. And it sounds like they, they overall, they haven't. That's great. Mm -hmm. And actually, if you look, the, the interesting thing, look at Old Key West room point costs. So you get a studio for an Old Key West, maybe for 10, 12 points a night. But look at the Riviera, now that they brought a brand new resort online, you're not going to get that 10, 12 points a night. You might be 18 to 20 points a night at a brand new resort. So the resorts might have allocated higher point levels for their rooms, but the older ones, they're still going to be the same. They're still there. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is why, you know, I, I'm, it doesn't bother me with not being able to spend my points at the Riviera because to me, it's not a good use of points. Now look, beautiful resort, but to me, it's just, it's, it's not what, I want in my DVC. I don't know, Lonnie. Have you ever seen that bathtub oh in the one bedroom at the Riviera? That bathtub at the one bedroom at the Riviera might change your mind on a race I, weekend. I could just live hmm. in that bathtub. Hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay, so uh, now another valuable aspect of the DVC is Ushier. So, John, you want to fill us in with Ushier? Yeah. So Ushier is basically when your points regenerate. So it's a month within the year and they split it up between, I think it's like 10 of the 12 months you can get a use year in, but basically that's a month where you get your points for that year. So like for me, for example, we have a March use year. So March 1st, every year we get our points for that year. One of the things that I think people need to be conscientious of is when you have a reservation, if you cancel it, you get those points back in that use year into which the reservation was. So like for me, say, um, you know, if we canceled a reservation we had in March, that's fine. We get those points back and we can use them as long as it's by the end of our use year. The problem comes in with when you travel. So we bought our points with a March use year thinking we were going to go for spring break every year in April, which was great. That's perfect because we have the rest of that year then if something comes up and we have to cancel that trip. But what we found is after a few years, we started going every February because that's when our kids have midwinter break and we want to get out of Michigan because it's a frozen tundra that time of year. So now what happens is we have February vacations booked. If we cancel those, we only have until the end of February then to use those mm. points because Disney won't let you move those points into the next use year um, once you've either borrowed them or if you're past your, your banking deadline. Um, which we've talked earlier about moving points through different years, you have a point in the year where you have to bank your points and move them forward to the next year. Um, so that's where use year comes into play is you kind of want to put that right before you normally travel if you have a certain month you travel every year so that you have some flexibility with that. Um, and that's, that's where my family made a mistake because, well, not even a mistake, but our travel plans over time change. So mm -hmm. something you want to think about is you're going to own this thing for anywhere from you know, 20 to 50 years, uh, you got to think about how your family is going to evolve and how you can best set yourself up to have some of that flexibility into the future. That's yeah. also a problem you ran into with you picking your resort too, wasn't it, John? Yeah. So when we bought Polynesian, we had three kids and the, the Poly studio rooms fit five people. But the problem with Poly is they only have the studios and then the super expensive bungalows available. Um, so if you have a big family, you don't really have an option there other than getting two rooms. And of course, when we got home from that trip where we bought DVC at the Poly, we found out my wife was pregnant with our fourth child, um, which puts us over the limit for that resort. And we love that resort. So that was part of our problem is um, we didn't 
you know, we didn't plan for that because we didn't know she was pregnant. Um, we might have done a different resort. So all of our add-on points have been at Copper Creek because they have two bedroom units that we can stay in and, and fit our whole family. Um, but we still held on to our Polynesian points just because we love that resort so much. And we do want to stay there in the future, even if we have to get two separate rooms. Or with it's, the new tower that they're looking to open up here in 2024, that might be yeah. some more room categories for us too. So fingers crossed on that for you guys. Yeah. And there's no option for you, except you'd have to sell poly and buy something else if, if you wanted to do something different. Yeah, because right now, basically, you have your 11 month booking window at your home resort. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. any other resort you want to stay at on property, you can book, but only at seven months out. Yeah. And the way DVC has been lately, availability is very hard to get for specific yeah. weeks. Yeah, with the closures of the resorts here for that time and people not being able to travel, there's a glut of excess banked points that normally wouldn't be there. A glut? Right. A, there's a lot. A glut? Uh, yeah. Can we get Gene on this? That, I, I think that's the correct use. We can, I'll we, I think I'll allow it. Like, you allow it? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there are an excessive amount of points that are in the system that haven't been used from people banking. So mm -hmm. it's, going, it's going to take a couple, two, three years before that kind of starts to work itself out. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which so is, plethora of points are just out glut, there. Glut, excessively okay. abundant supply of something. Boom. Okay. You stand corrected. I, I just, I've <laughs> never heard that word before. Mm -hmm. There it is. Thank glut. you. All right. So knowing right. your, your banking deadline is key. I think as you're saying, John, to, to knowing, so, so kind of analyze when you go, but of course you have to be flexible knowing that your, your plans may change. Right. So it's, uh, you know, say for February, which is my use year, September 30 is my banking deadline, right? So I have it set on my phone the week before because uh, you can do it all online, right? Uh, however, I don't have to bank points because I usually just use them all. Yeah, that's why we don't really worry about our use year or banking because, yes. and we don't concern we have ourselves two about contracts in two different use years. And everybody was like, oh, you don't want to do that. That's going to be a mess. And we knew we wanted Old Key West. And so we asked our, our sales guy <laughs> to find us a use year that matches up with what we have. And he was like, yeah, you want to make sure it's the same the same use year. And we went it was a month. for months. Month. It was several. And couldn't find a contract that was our points that had the use year we wanted. And, and so finally, it was like, you know what? It doesn't matter anything you've got. We want it. We want the points. We're ready to vacation more. So we ended up with two use years and it's he takes problem. care of it all. I don't worry about it, but. And, and we're, That's what we're I was not the kind of, kind of look at, oh, they adjusted this week and three points and we can't go. Our schedules are all over the place. We'll go in August. We'll go in July. We'll go in November. We go in January for marathon weekend. So we just kind of look and see. All right, we have this many points. Can we do it or not? If we can, we can. If not, then we adjust and we do something else. So yeah. it just depends on how you look at it and how you travel with it. So yeah. that's what I was going to ask about points. Like if you if you go in on on one and then you decide later you want to add more points and you get and how does that work with use here? You kind of answered that, but how does it work with home resort if it's a different home resort? If so, it's a different yeah. home resort you have this 11 to seven month window at each home resort separately. So right. if you have contracted with Polly and a contract at Bay Lake Tower at 11 yeah. months, you can book only at the Kali with the Polly points and only at Bay Lake Tower at the Bay Lake so Tower. They, they keep the points separate. At, 11 months, at seven months, if you have the same use okay. year, then they all combine together and you can put them anywhere you want. Okay, so, gotcha. But those points but are- If you want to add on, it's best to add on to your home resort. 
Not necessarily. So, it depends on if you like, like some people like to yeah. stay at the boardwalk during food and wine festival, but they might want to stay at Polynesian different times of the year. So they might want that 11 month window, two different places. Well, yeah, and we yeah. kind of looked whenever we chose Old Key West, I saw a video of it online. We've never been there. And I was like, oh, those rooms are really cute. I like it. Um, but we looked at it also of when does it, the contract expire? Because you have 50 years on the contract right. from the first sale on that resort. And we knew that we were going to be investing. And so we wanted that to last as long as we possibly could. Mm -hmm. And Old Key West at the time was the best value for points with the longest contract that we could find. Um, for for the the price per value. There's some right. that had longer contracts, but for the price... Right. We didn't it wasn't it. RIV. It wasn't the new ones with, you know, all years. the stipulations, but it had the longest contract that we could find um, in the point range that we wanted. But we've stayed at Old Key West once. I probably, like when we have to book there at 11 months on Old Key West points, I'm like, oh, what if we get stuck at Old Key West? Because I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah. No, and, no, and we don't want to offend yeah. our old Key West owners who love it, uh, love it. but that's great. You know, so everybody has something else. So well, Carly's can right. I, can I ask what you don't like about it? Yes, I Carly. Right. We had a really weird experience, right? We had like accidentally booked right when Disney was going to reopen. So we ended up being there on the day that the Disney reopened and old Key West was one of the resorts that opened up first. So we spent um, a few days at Contemporary, and then we spent the remaining part of our vacation at Old Key West. Mm, Riviera. Oh, yeah. We spent a little bit of time at Riviera, and then we went to Old Key West. So there's our first problem. So you can't to go. Riviera to Old Key West. There's, there's Contemporary kind of is beautiful. Riviera is beautiful. Old Key West needs some updating. It was quaint. Um, it was quaint. Then <laughs> when we got there, we had a studio. We walked in. And I had carried 16 suitcases of luggage up to the room. If you know me, I pack heavy. Um, and we've been there for two weeks. And we had been there for two weeks by the time we got there. It was the longest Disney vacation we'd ever had. It was amazing. But we opened, my, my magic band wouldn't open. Jeff's magic band wouldn't open the door. So we had found a maintenance, maintenance person. She came and let us into the room. We walked into the room. It was very dark. Uh, which I, I like light and airy and pretty rooms. And it was very dark. But when she and I walked into that room, she was like, oh my gosh, what is that smell? It smelled like a combination of dead bodies and onions. It was, oh. it was so awful. We were the first ones in that room from the reopening. Yeah. Oh. So it had been closed up for months and months and months. And I don't know what happened in an event somewhere, but it was not recommendable. But then she she was like, oh, I'm going to get you another room. And by this point, I was like, OK. And I she could kind of tell that I was disappointed. And so she took us up to this other room. It was on the third story and there was no elevator. And here I am with 16 suitcases. And she's like, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Hold on. I'm I'll be just a second. She gets on the phone and she calls. And they ended up putting us in a two-bedroom uh, suite and with an, elevator. with an elevator in the 
the building. So, I mean, it ended up phenomenal. She was great. They were fantastic. The two bedroom. The two fantastic. bedroom was beautiful. Um, we threw Riley in the room that was, you know, part of the studio that was kind of dark and, and dreary looking, <laughs> but our, our side of the villa was fantastic, but it ended up working out. It's just, there's other studios we'd like better now. Yes. It's not something I, I would choose to do again. Yeah. Now, if, if a, they sold a candle it. scent, um, dead body <laughs> onion or old Key West, would you buy it for your home, right? Um, you know, I would pass on that one. Should we check with Magic Candle Company about sponsorship? Yes, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, because there's a lot of people out there that buy Disney candles and they really make the house smell and bring those memories back. Yeah, so I, I have the Old Key West like oil to put in a candle um, from Magic Candle Company. I don't know if we're allowed to say their name. Um, and it smells great. It smells nothing like dead bodies or onions. So. Um, that was the smell I was anticipating. Yeah, oh, Dunn says home like uh, onions and dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what home you're in, Lonnie. Yeah, you have to open the door. You're like, ah, welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it did work out great. I mean, ultimately, yeah. we had a great end of the trip. It's just there's other places we'd rather stay for that, but yes. it worked out good for us for the price that we were paid for the points, getting to the 2057 contract expiration year. So we got plenty of time to use it and it, so it worked out good we, we're glad we have those points this is also very interesting to me because we, we've we've talked about my own disney experience <clears throat> i've been you know more than a handful of times but it's only um been in a value resort um, i've never stayed anywhere except i, st I stayed at port orleans once uh, but every other time is a value resort because you know our our thoughts around we needed the room for that one we needed just mm -hmm. needed more space but our thoughts are are always we're going 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 we're only in the room to sleep at night and so it doesn't necessarily have to be anything fancy and so this is i mean don't get me wrong i'm like anybody else i like a nice room um mm -hmm. but this is all it's it's a it's a whole new world for me you know what right. i'm saying and that's one thing too when you go into dvc it changes how you vacation at disney i'm sure it does it you, changes how you vacation anywhere to be honest because I'm sorry, I didn't mean to no, cut you're, you off. You're going to say where I'm going. It, we used to stay at All Star all the time, and I would brag about how amazing it was. And I would tell yeah. people, don't spend more money, stay at All Star. Um, and then, like, we stayed at Port Orleans, and I do love that. It's beautiful. But there's, there's something luxurious about Disney deluxe resorts that you can't get somewhere else. Having a balcony every morning to go out and have your coffee on. Yeah. Having, you know a kitchen in your room to you know cook a meal maybe save a, a few bucks there have some de groceries delivered in and eat some pop tarts and whatever um but i can't go back to all stars and feel the same way that i did before owning bbc right. because now it's like okay it's a hotel and even going to hotels anywhere else now i'm like Ew, I'm not staying there. That's not that's not where I stay. <laughs> it kind of makes you snobby. And it changes how you Disney. Um, we used to be the commando park open to park close run around. But when you're at DVC now, we know we're going back. We have these contracts for 50 years. We're going to be yeah. back down there likely every year, at least every other year. So we don't care necessarily that we got to ride every single ride. 
Right. We spend more time at the resorts. We enjoy the amenities at the resorts. We enjoy the pools. We enjoy walking mm -hmm. around the resorts because we know we'll be back in the parks maybe later this year, maybe a couple of times in the year, maybe next year. So we don't have to just spend all that time in the parks, making sure we do everything we can. And when you're at those deluxe resorts and you're using those amenities, you're getting so much more out of it. You're enjoying what you're paying for with it. So mm -hmm. it's definitely different and changes how you actually look at Disney. Yeah. Well, and it helps you rationalize through Disney math going several times per year rather yeah. than just the once every other year than a normal family would do. Right. So that was one thing with us was we're like, oh, we're saving all this money on our accommodations. No, Disney conned us into spending way more money every year down there, <laughs> um, which they're very good at. But that's the thing we noticed, too, is we really change that. And you get down there and you're more relaxed because you're not, oh, my God, we have to go on this ride, that ride, that ride. <clears throat> You know, you get to just chill for a little bit and know you're going to be back in six months, three months, yeah. the next month. Who knows? Yeah. So you guys, right, so I got a, go ahead, Kevin. I, I got a question. It's uh, so if, if I were to do this and, you know, I'm in my 40s, so 50 years from now, I'm going to be in my 90s. You know, if is that something that that you can pass on to your kids? I mean, so you can put that. It, it doesn't end with you. It ends with, I guess. It's a deeded property. So okay. you'll be so able just to like owning a down. house. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Or you can be 90 in one of those scooters. Just going through oh, the that's ground. True too. That's true. Yeah. I, I was just curious. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's an awesome question. Get off my Disney. Just knocking little kids <laughs> on the side. <laughs> Riley cannot wait until the day that she is 18 because she thinks that's the moment we're going to put her on the deed for DVC. She's like, I, I get to be a DVC owner then. I'm like, mm. <laughs> both you guys. <laughs> the same time. Yeah. No. So any other questions from the high level overview of this? Like I said, there's so much more we can dive into, but yeah. we just wanted to give everybody a kind of a good overview of what it is. And so any other questions for from you guys for some of the overviews? Y'all did a great job. I, I understand it so much more now. Kevin, you? Yeah, I do. I do have a question. Um, so I have family that has a place there. Um, and we were considering maybe going in together, some of the cousins and actually buying it out. Um, I'm wondering how, I guess the, the perks of the different cards kind of helps on that. But other than that, is there, if you have a, if you have opportunity to get in on a property close to Disney for less, is it, what's the, you know, is, is it worth doing that? I guess. Oh my gosh. You're looking at the benefits of staying on site versus off site. So it's, yeah. you're, yes. it's like, would you stay at um, All Star Sports or would you stay at the Marriott down the road? So it, it's right. kind of be similar to that kind of mentality of thinking. Yeah. Do you want to own on property or do you want to own off property? Yeah. Right. Right. I, I think in the bubble or out of the bubble. That's right. Right. I think both that's have benefits. Point. I think, honestly, if it were me, I would. If I had the opportunity to buy a house down there or a condo or, you know, that's something it doesn't expire. <laughs> this right. expires. And that's, we don't know what happens after that expiration date comes where there are some guesses out there, but you don't know. Um, mm -hmm. So putting an investment down on something that, you know, is going to be there and stay there barring, you know, unforeseen, crazy natural disasters, then Yes, I would. I would definitely do that. 
Yeah, and I think, Kevin, it's kind of apples and oranges, though, right? Because one, you're buying a property you own 100% of, where Mm -hmm. with DVC, you're owning 0.001% of a resort. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you have the opportunity to rent out that property, to use it at any point, right? You don't have to book it 11 months in advance. Um, Plus, I mean, it's a heck of a lot cheaper to buy into DVC than it is to buy a condo in Kissimmee. Absolutely. Um, So it is. That's a big, yeah. big part of it too. Cause that's something we looked at as well. Um, when we were looking at how much money we're putting into DVC, does it make sense to buy a condo, you know, outside of Disney within a half hour? And, and for us, it didn't because we didn't want to deal with the upkeep and everything, but yeah. Right. Right. That's yeah. the other thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. You, you said, uh, Carly, that you, there are ideas of what's going to happen at that expiration, that 50 year. What do you think? I mean, what are, what are, what's yeah, what are the regulation? Are they saying anything? But, not off the top of my head that I can, you know, with any confidence say I heard it from anybody Disney. I've, I'm sure Disney's not officially going to say anything. I'm just curious what people wonder, you know, is going to happen. Yeah. Well, you have all the resorts are expiring at different times. So, it's right. hard. I mean, you got Boardwalk and Old Key West both expire in 2042. So does Vero Beach and Hilton Head. Mm-hmm. So do they sell off maybe some of the Hilton Head or Vero Beach? Maybe that didn't go how they thought. So, but well, so do- that's a good point. So you said 2040, so that's 20 more years on Oak Key West. Are they selling 50-year contracts or 50-year deeds? They're selling, they expire in 42 still. So if you buy an Oak Key West okay. right now, it'll it's still expire in 42 or 57. Oak Key West is a funny one. They got two different expiration dates. Okay, gotcha. So, but yeah, as we get closer, we'll find out. So, but then you got stuff, the Riviera that goes through, 2069 2068 or something like that yeah yeah so that one goes a lot longer so there's always going to be something so Mm -hmm. it just depends on how they evolve and what they do so yeah right now it's purely speculation yeah but i think disney does have a plan i I don't think they will just allow these resorts to you know at 2042 to just boom we're taking them all back right i think they they may do something to allow people to and, and also they didn't want to just you know in everybody's contract and put them back on the market again right so i think me personally if you have to ask you know Slani, what do you think i think they'll allow some kind of way to kind of extend that deed x amount of years because you know you don't want to have you know a whole two resorts well four actually right in 2042 just like all of a sudden boom we got these for sale yeah. right because riviera is taking a long time to sell out right now right and i think they're still trying to sell out alani mm-hmm. uh, alani's been on sale since um Gosh, I don't remember. 15, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine a resort glut in the market. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that would drive the price way, way down. I mean, it really yeah. would. Yeah. Nobody uh, likes yeah. it a Nobody likes it. Well, <laughs> depends. <laughs> so it depends. I like the glut of points if I had them, but uh, you know. <laughs> well, well, I think are we getting to my favorite part of every episode? might be might be but i will say this guys you know, thanks for your questions i think this is just the first of and we're gonna have to definitely do another uh dvc episode yeah. one two three i mean there are so many things in regards to booking a reservation um you know the whole process of of, of how dvc works in the back end we kind of touch you know briefly on you sharing things of that nature so there are so many dvc topics so um as as we release this episode if we get additional questions we're going to circle back to this again because dvc is a lot it really is a lot then reach out to us if you have questions send us a message we're in the ducks group all the time um just if you have questions for me or carly or lonnie or 
John, just drop us a line in there, and we'll gladly get to your questions for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think it's the time that we do our quacking up with the ducks. So all the dads out there, have your jokes ready to go for tonight? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Let's start with Mr. LG. Okay, so why do seagulls fly over the ocean? Because else they would be bagels. Exactly. Oh. Did you got me? Because if they flew over the bay, they would be called bagels and not seagulls. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> oh, Kevin? All right. What do you call a sleeping bull? I don't know. A, a bulldozer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mean Gene. I know it's been a while, but do you guys remember back whenever um, they first released Star Wars on Blu-ray? Do you remember what Yoda said? Mm -mm. You don't remember? HDMI. <laughs> <laughs> that actually came from uh, mine and Lonnie's buddy, Joey. He he sent me a text today. He said, for, for the podcast, use this. So I'm gonna oh, that's awesome. I like we it. thank Joey that's for being great. our one listener. We appreciate that, Joey. <laughs> I told him I'd give him credit. So That's awesome. Murdoch Havard. Thanks, man. All right, John Carroll, what's up with yours? Why did the chicken cross the playground? I don't know why. Why? To get to the other slide. Uh -huh. <laughs> slide. <Whoop. laughs> Stole that from a friend's kid. I think he's like eight. So yeah, Great. he's gonna be a, he's solid. gonna be a good dad. Yeah, kid. he will. Right. He's ready. He's ready. <laughs> so we were watching some of the old Boba Fett series here just a couple days ago and finishing up that one, the book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus. And so mine kind of comes with that. So what is the number one rule of spice trade? Time is money. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's good. Carly, do you have one tonight? I do. Just to throw everybody off a little bit, I thought I'd have one. What do you call a pig that does karate? <laughs> a pork chop. Oh, nice. These were pretty good. They are. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to a time when chickens can cross the road or the playground without their intentions being called into question. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that time. We'll get Peter right on that for you, Mean Gene. You want to wrap us up tonight? Sure. Well, that was episode eight. If you've hung out this long, we appreciate you so much. And you can find us on Instagram at Disney with the Ducks. You can find us on Facebook, Disney with the Ducks podcast. And we have a podcast page. So if you would go and like and follow the page, in addition to hanging out in the group where we are a little more interactive and weird. If we can be more weird. Um, anything else for the good of the order? We have our YouTube channel. So continue to like and follow us on there. Um, some new things coming out through there. We're going to have our daily news show coming through. Um, we're going to be starting to work on some more dining reviews. We're going to start getting more of those up. We kind of fell off a little bit of that just for time of stuff this time of year. But we're going to get some of those up there. We're going to get some bios about us up on there as well. So you can learn a bit, little bit more about each of us. So check out the YouTube channel as well if you're listening to us. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. So anything from the rest of you guys? Five-star reviews. Let's get some reviews, yeah. guys. Let's we roll. appreciate it. Let's keep growing. All right. And as always, thank you so much. Bye, guys. Go, Thanks. Thanks. We're friends from work.
Is it why, comma, Gene? Why, Gene? Or is it why, Gene? Why is he here? What the heck is this guy doing here? He doesn't know anything about it. It's how you look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys want to start? Yeah. Let me stop chewing. <laughs> what do you think the baby is thinking? Oh. Baby crawling. He's planning how much vomit he wants to put down my back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 